Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Bitchipedia podcast. If this is your first time listening, welcome. If this is not your first time listening, welcome back. And if this is your first time listening, this may not be the episode you want to start with, but it also very much might be. So just trusting what comes to you, I guess. Um, But I want to touch on what I've been doing since I've been gone, because let me tell you something. The last few weeks have been absolutely insane. And I know that this is just the beginning of the insanity, right? So um, I'll give you a little update on my New Orleans trip. I know the last time I recorded, it was the morning before I went on my trip to New Orleans for, I guess it was kind of a birthday trip. And every time I go to New Orleans, it's magical. Now for people who don't know, I need to remember sometimes that this podcast is like international. So some people may not know. I'm in an area that's probably an hour, hour and a half away from New Orleans. I lived there for a bit of time, you know, several years. I was in that surrounding area. So it's somewhere I'm familiar with. I worked in New Orleans. Um, But it's amazing. And it's one of those things where I try to remember, you know, I live right there. So many people love New Orleans. Like, it has something for everyone. It is a list, a destination on some people's bucket list. So I kind of had to have a moment of gratitude and thinking like, you you know, it's right there. And we always say, let me give you an example, a metaphor. You know, when you have a pool and you're like, oh my God, I, if I had a pool, I would just swim all the time and you would always be out of the pool. But then when you get it, you don't ever really use it. And you're like, oh, I should use the pool, but it kind of just ends up being annoying and you have to like spend the money. And this may not be everyone's case, but you know, metaphorically speaking, it's the pool that doesn't get used because it's right there and it kind of just, you kind of forget how special it is to have it, right? Because you have the maintenance and the upkeep and sometimes it's more annoying than not. So I have to remember that, like, you know, people love New Orleans. It's a magical city. Every time I go, I have these incredible experiences, right? Like I feel very connected to it. And there's all kind of witchcraft and just history. Like you can't walk into it without seeing something amazing. So when we drove down, I went with a friend and we drove down and I was trying to tell her like, hey, let's lean into this and just really juice every ounce of magic from this place, right? And I forget sometimes that when I bring people, we're not always on the same like wavelength or the same path, which is also a metaphor. You know, I always try to bring people with me, but sometimes they're not in the same mindset. So in the beginning when I wanted to, like, I I was taking this trip as, like, a spiritual retreat, you know, I was like, I'm gonna go because I've been kind of stuck in a place where there's a lot of conservatives, um, a lot of people who don't have the same beliefs as me, uh, being, you know, completely honest, a lot of homophobia, a lot of racism like I I live in the deep south of the U.S. and small towns some people are small-minded and it, it affects me truly and when I think about wanting to move it's not that I think that there's somewhere out there that is more um like that I'm gonna find something if I leave you know that it's outside of me my happiness is outside of me it's not that I feel that way it's just that sometimes being in an area that has such opposing beliefs as you, it can become draining and it can, 
make you feel hopeless, honestly, right? So I was like, you know, there's so much diversity and pride in New Orleans. Like you can just be whoever you want to be. And that's what I was craving, right? So when I went to New Orleans, that's what I told myself. I'm going to go because I want those things. And I want those things in, you know, New York or Los Angeles or all the places I want to travel. I was like, you know, everyone's so free there. But again, taking that idea that there's something out there that I want to find and instead turning it inwards and saying, okay, there's a, there's a place an hour away that gives me this, right? That scratches that itch. So fucking go to it. So we did. We took a day trip. However, my friend was not on the same wavelength as me. And it's nothing, like it obviously isn't anything personal, but we both had our own stressors and we both had our own ideas of what the day was going to consist of. So from her mind, she was going for her own reasons. And it doesn't even matter what those reasons were. They just weren't necessarily in alignment with mine. So I started thinking what difference it would have made if I went by myself versus not by myself. And without judgment, without, you know, being upset or trying not to be upset about things that didn't go the way I expected them to or, you know, whatever. And it was a fun trip overall. Don't get me wrong. I'm not saying that. But kind of releasing that um, judgment and any negative feelings that I had about it, I kind of just tried to let it go and say, what would it, what would the journey have looked like if you went by yourself? And I was like, Oh, well, that would be kind of nice. Like it would have been, I could, I could leave whenever I want. I don't have to worry about, you know, making someone happy where we eat. Like it's just me. I don't have to stop and eat when other people are hungry. I can do what I want to do. I can move with my energy I can see the things that I want to see, you know, and I'm just kind of visualizing all this stuff. And this is how like manifesting works, really. So I start thinking about that. I'm like, okay, you know, these are the good things I'm going to take with me. Take what resonates, leave what doesn't. So we come back home. I enjoyed the trip. It gave me, you know, lots of stuff to work with. And it did inspire me, which is why I wanted to go down there. I went down there to look. I, all I wanted to do was walk around and look at art galleries. And we did. And I saw some amazing artists and I felt so reconnected because it's so easy for me to feel like I'm all alone and I'm just this like misunderstood artist with a creative mind who like nobody gets, you know, and <laughs> it's true. Like that's true in my, in my family for sure. And maybe in my group of friends, but that's why I want to surround myself with artists and I've been manifesting just artists and was like you know same thing it's close to me I can just go look at it like go look at the fucking artist if you want to see artists they're an hour away so I did I went and I walked into galleries and I just kind of lost myself in people's art and for the first time I really looked at art as I don't know this like connection I've never felt this way before so I really really enjoyed my trip and then I was thinking about my next trip even to New Orleans and you know I was like okay if I went by myself you know this is what it would look like so I'm also manifesting a trip while all this is happening. Um, probably August. I think it was, you know, 8-8 eight, eight was Lion's Gate. You don't have to be into astrology, whatever. It was a really good manifesting day. So I spent the whole day just super heightened sense. I'm looking at the vision board that I wrote out right now. And I was writing all of these things about how I feel and really visualizing. Like, um, I can read some of it, I guess. I... It's because, all right, so when you're manifesting things, you, the first one, I'm looking at my first one, it's a vision board. I've got like a, I drew a little picture of a house of what I wanted it to be. I put career in the center. It says career, career podcast, 
Bitchipedia. And this is the first, like, this is right in the beginning of my podcast. And then I've got Connect with Bravo Celebs, Twitter Verified, um, and then Get Money Six Figures a Year, right? So that's all just kind of drawn out. And then I stuck it on my wall. But this time I went really in depth because I've been listening and studying a lot on manifesting and, you know, vision boards and things, visualization. So I really, like, really sat in it. And it's a full poster board that I wrote in completely in pen. Like, there's, it kind of looks psycho if you walk in, like, mm, this is her closet that's just got all these crazy, like, scribbles and pictures and all these things in there. But, you know, it's my, like, creative place. It's, like, my happy, safe place. So the first part, I'll just read some of the first part. Um, I am able to relax in my body. My jaw is unclenched. Because this is what I'm picturing, right? If I'm the kind of person who's manifesting six figures a year, six figures a month, whatever it is, I'm the kind of person who is relaxed in my body. I don't have anything to worry about because all of my bills are paid for and I'm able to focus my energy, right? So shoulders are down away from my ears. My feet are evenly planted. I hold my head high. I maintain eye contact. My chest is relaxed. Are you noticing yourself doing these things as I'm saying it? Because I am. My heart is open. I am open to be to being loved. I am open to receiving, right? I move through my fear. It is safe to have faith. I am not afraid of change. I invite change. I invite in all my blessings. I remove all blocks and obstacles keeping me from my best life as my highest self. I invite peace. I invite in peace and love. Um and then I go on, I go into, I kind of just transferred into like what I want my relationship to look like, what I want my house to look like, what I want um, long term, like people, I'm manifesting people to help me. Uh, but I also, it says I respect myself. I demand to hold others accountable for their actions. Like I demand that of myself. I demand that I hold myself and others accountable for their actions. Um I never undervalue myself and I never let anyone else undervalue me. I'm cohesive. I know my power. Like these are the things that are affirmations that are also drawn in with like what my house looks like. And I'm telling you, when I say I'm cohesive, that's been a big thing. I mean, y'all know, y'all been listening. It's been a big thing for me, right? Like taking all the separate things and putting them together, feeling like one cohesive human being. The name Dahlia, I literally picked because she was cut in half. The Black Dahlia, like I picked the name Dahlia for myself because the Black Dahlia was cut in half at the waist, Bottom half is masculine, yoga, chakras, things like that. The bottom half of your body, masculine. Top half, feminine. The masculine was disconnected from the feminine. Like, everything in my life is a metaphor, right? So when I really started to integrate those things, I had to realize I am manifesting big things, but I'm blocking them from coming into me. So why am I doing that? Every time someone gives me something, it makes me nervous. And that's something I've been working through, right? Like, Feeling like everyone's against you. Feeling like people have ulterior motives. And I realized that that was resistance. And that's what I want to talk about today is releasing that resistance. But before I talk about that, let me write it because I wrote it down. Vision board. This is another thing, right? So above this, right in between these two, I actually, I have podcast guest manifestations. And I've checked off a couple of them. 
And then one of the people that I wrote down, and this is just, I see their names every day. So it's not even necessarily that they're podcast guest manifestations. It was just, I want to come in contact. And some of these are outdated and some of these are really, really big that I feel closer to. Like I threw some big names up there just because, I mean, why the fuck would I not? You know, if you could have anything, why wouldn't you go for the big shit? So... Irene White, she was the first one I told you. She was on my podcast. Carol from Superstore is her most famous role. And I love her so much. And she's really been on my mind a lot lately. But she was one of my first big manifestation guests. And when I asked her to come on my podcast, she was so, so kind. And I was able to check my name off, her name off on my vision board, right? So a couple of other ones I go through. Well, two of the names that are up there are Ariana Maddox from Vanderpump Rules. It's a show on Bravo, if you don't know. And then Bethany Frankel from Real Housewives of New York. And she has, you know, Skinny Girl Margaritas. If you don't watch Bravo, like, all things Skinny Girl, that was her brand. You watched her create the brand on Real Housewives. And you see it. You watched her come up, which is inspiring, right? So I have those two names up there. So as I'm visualizing and manifesting, the whole idea is... This is just a little like manifestation tip now, but the whole idea is that you visualize what it's like so much and you prepare your body so much so that when it happens, you're not even surprised because you've been visualizing it for so long. So two different stories. One is Ariana Maddox. I made a TikTok and she... I listened to one of her podcasts, it's called, or her podcast is called Earth to Ariana, and that's a whole nother story, like, I want to talk about that too. I want her on the podcast so that I can talk about what it's like to create a podcast and all the things that go into it and kind of finding your way and navigating, because honestly, she started after me, but she's such an inspiration to me as far as, like, how she navigates, you know, being on TV for something like Vanderpump Rules or being in reality TV, but also she's this like crazy smart intelligent, like actually genius level intelligence, you know, and how that dichotomy works for her and how she works with it or what she struggled with. Like I want to learn those things from her. So that's what I want to talk on the podcast about. So I listen to her podcast and I love it. It inspires me also because I hear a strong, capable woman talk about how nervous she gets when she goes on the podcast and how weird it feels to be talking to these people, but you're really sitting, like I'm streaming from my closet. Same for her. She's like, I'm sitting in my house and just talking to people. Like it seems like sometimes we're yelling into the void, but then when I see the numbers, I'm like, there are people who consistently listen to this and I know how invested I get in the content creators that I follow or the podcast that I follow. Like we're family and I really feel it both ways even though I don't know you even though I don't speak to you guys like back and forth necessarily I can feel it so Ariana on her podcast said something about losing followers and you can look at my tiktok at bravo bitch fest if you want to go the videos on there somewhere but it's a stitch video with her talking about how she's losing followers and she's like every time I talk about something I lose followers and she's like I just stopped posting because Every time she posts, she was losing people. And I stitched it and said, this is something that I've struggled with. Like, this is already, I get it. Um, But what's happening is your algorithm, basically, is resetting. Like, you, the, the people who followed you to begin with followed you because, you know, you were hot. And she was going to Music Fest and doing all these things. So, that is a completely different level of content 
that people want from what she's doing now because she's talking about so many different things, you know. And even getting away from Bravo, a lot of people follow her for Bravo. So if they see, like, well, you're not doing Bravo stuff, they will unfollow her. Which is what I've been saying. Like, that's what I said I was nervous about, okay? So I said, I've already worked through this. Let me reach out to her. So I, I posted the video and I tagged her in it. But I posted the video for everyone else. I was like, look, my mom, Ariana, you know those videos where it's like, mama said that it was okay. Whenever I stress out, I picture Ariana and I'm like, she does it. Like mom says that she gets stressed sometimes and she's still capable and she's still doing it. So that means I can do it, right? So I was, I started out the video talking to everyone else and I was like, all right, this is, this is between me and Ariana now. Cause I felt like I was speaking directly to her and I was like, your numbers are going to fall before like they're going to drop, but then they grow. And that's how it happens. Like it's, that's the algorithm. You're going to lose followers because you're losing the people who aren't supposed to be with you, but you're going to gain so many more. And the resistance to losing those followers is what blocks us, right? Because we're holding on so tight because we feel that scarcity mindset of like, if I lose my followers, I'm never going to get them again. I can't, the number can't go down. And the number has gone down for me before, not anything crazy, like to huge dramatic drops, but even small drops affect you. And, and as far as posting on TikTok, like the numbers, not that likes really matter, but exposure matters. You know, I'm trying to, I'm, I have to have exposure. Exposure is one of the things I have to have in order to have the level of success that I'm trying to achieve. So it's basic numbers, right? So when I look at the numbers and they dip down, it's really easy to feel like you're rejected or like you're heading in the wrong direction. You know, bad things happening, Things falling away, friends falling away in your life. That's another thing that can look really scary. But in holding on to that and saying, I don't want to release that. I don't want to let go. We're afraid to let go because we're afraid of the empty space that is going to have to sit in us until our big manifestations come in. And it's that wanting to release something in our left hand only after we have the thing in our right hand. You know, like, I'm not going to be empty handed. I'll let this go, but... It better be an even trade. You know, we're, it's like that um, that Indiana Jones scene where he's like, pe- you know, putting the bag down so he can take the treasure. Like, that's what it is. It's like we're trying to, I don't want for one second to not have what I want. I don't want to be uncomfortable. I don't want to, you know, lose followers. I don't want to have low numbers. Like, I don't want to feel what it feels like to be rejected. So we dig our claws into it and we hold on. And that, that is resistance. And I always say this because... BB, and I'm sure other people have said it before, what you resist persists. So whatever you're resisting, if you're resisting feeling anger, you're going to have anger in your life. You're going to see other angry people around you. You're going to experience low vibrational things. And it often happens because we're afraid to just feel the feeling. So like that was a big thing for me. I think I talked about it on the podcast. And if not, I'll tell you now, that was a big thing for me was I was resisting my grieving and resisting the anger that I was feeling because I didn't want to, I was like, you know, anger is low vibration. I don't want to attract those bad things, but that's not the case. If we resist it, I think this was actually what my whole last episode was about now that I think about it, but if we resist it, it keeps happening, right? So I kept seeing angry people around me and I was like, what the fuck? I'm doing all the right things. Like I'm doing all the things I'm supposed to be doing. Why is this happening? And it was like, um, because you won't just chill the fuck out. just surrender, just relax. And I wrote it down and I actually want to make t-shirts. Like I have the whole vision in my head 
And it was like, do you remember when you were in school and you had to write lines? We had to do that. I had to do, usually the one I had to write was, uh, I will not talk in class. <laughs> LOL. Now I'm making money off of speaking. So, you know, so I, I picked, I had the vision of all I have to do is relax. All I have to do is relax. And I have the note here somewhere on my desk. All I have to do is relax. That's what I kept telling myself. All you have to do is relax. You have put in the work. You've done the work. Allow yourself to receive and I can talk all about that in depth too, but being open to receive is hard for me. And having that empty space between my manifestations, scary, you know, like I don't want to lose what I had. I don't want to lose what I had. And it comes from this deep fear of, because if I lose this, I may not get it back. And it's the same thing. Like if you're in an unhappy marriage, you know, you want more, but you're afraid like, okay, but what if we separate and it sucks more? Like, what if I find someone who's worse and then you don't want to let it go? It's the fear of the unknown, right? Going into that abyss of the unknown is fucking terrifying, but you hear it all the time on the other side of fear is what you want. Like it's right there. So I've been visualizing. And one of the things that was on my vision board or maybe my metaphorical vision board because there's this whole thing about if I put it up on my wall it happens like my son drew a picture of me because he drew me as a witch because you know he's met me and he drew me as a witch and I had a little black cat next to me and I was like oh I don't have black cat but it was cute and then like a month later we got a black cat and I didn't think about it until I walked by and I saw it and I was like holy shit I'm the witch with the black cat. Like, I have the black cat now. And I don't I don't even remember exactly what it was. But it was one thing after another. I looked around, looked around, and I was like, it's on the wall. And it's happening. So, I started hanging. That's why I started hanging all these vision boards up, right? Because I was like, it, it was this, I mean, obviously put the work in too. But, you know, that magical part is if I hang it on the wall, it happens. So, that's why I kept telling myself, like, it's on the wall. It's taken care of. Because shit kept happening. Like, if I look at the proof that's right in front of me, because it is right in front of me. It's all up there, you know. So, I have... On my wall, I have a place... um, Places I want to visit bucket list. And I'm looking at the top. There's like Tennessee. I've got, you know, U.S. states that I want to visit. And then big places that I want to go. Ireland, Norway, Egypt, Israel, Germany, Portugal, Brazil, Africa, Maldives, Istanbul. Um, I I, I started in the middle, but the top is Scotland... Colombia, those are my two favorites. Spain, um, you know, and there's just all these different places that I want to go. So I wrote it and just put it up there. And that's what you're supposed to do. Release attachment. Like, I know it's going to happen. I don't know how, but it will. And I kept having the idea that I wanted to go to New York. And I said in the fall, because that's been a huge, like, I've, I've never been to New York. For those of you who don't know, right, I live in Mississippi. We talked about this. I live in Mississippi, which is at the bottom of the U.S. And then... Probably halfway through the U.S. is Tennessee, like halfway up. And that's as far north as I've gone. And I've not gone any further west than Texas. So still, I'm like bottom right corner of the U.S. is all that I have traveled to. I went on a cruise once to Mexico, but that was it. Like that's the extent of my travel. And a lot of that has to do with, you know, not, quote, not feeling like I have the money to travel. Or not feeling like I have the time that I would be able to get a sitter and get away. Like I have a kid, you know, but those are all excuses really. So 
in allowing myself to receive and in the theme of surrendering, I said, okay, well, I know that it's going to happen. I know that I'm going to go New York in the fall. That's what I kept getting, New York in the fall. And I looked up at the pictures above my bed. I have five pictures hanging up. And they've been hanging in my room in different houses. They're black and white pictures with little black frames. And they've been hanging in my house for probably eight years. And they just kind of make the move with me. But they're pictures that my mom and my aunt took on their trip. And I kind of just moved them from one house to another. So I don't really think about it, the fact of where it is. But one day I looked up. And the pictures hanging above my head, the pictures I sleep under every single night, are of New York. And I was like, if it's on the fucking wall, it's going to happen. Like, it's going to happen. So stop stressing. How? I don't know. I don't know. So another thing you should know, another reason I don't travel is fear of flying. And I don't know if we've talked about this or if you've heard me say this on the podcast, but... um. I'm terrified of flying and I've had a lot of dreams of me being in a plane and the plane rips in half and then I'm either stuck in the back half or like I'm, you know, so it's always, there's always a plane crash. And there was a time in my life, like years where I just kept having plane nightmares. So I've always been scared of that. But I was like, whatever, you know, it has to happen. If I'm the kind of person who wants to manifest going on these trips, like, I'm, what am I going to do? Fucking swim to Scotland? Like, you're going to have to learn to deal with it, bitch. Planes are amazing, you know, and you have no control of it. And that whole, like, working through plane fear of telling yourself you can die in a car wreck more easily than you can die in a plane. On and on and on. I'm dealing with it, okay? So I'm like, oh, I'm hoping to receiving it. And I'm manifesting a free trip somewhere. Like, uh, I don't know how it's going to happen, but someone's going to give me a free trip. So there's all these things that I'm releasing, right? Because it doesn't make any sense from my perspective. If you're one of my family members, for example, and I'm telling you these things, it would probably look crazy. However, <laughs> however, my friend Jenny from Bravo and Blaze has been trying to get me to come to an event that she is hosting for. There's this thing called BravoCon. If you don't watch Bravo, it's a whole channel dedicated to, you know, reality stars and reality shows, Real Housewives, that whole franchise. So BravoCon is kind of like Comic-Con. You have the, like, who's who of Bravo. The tickets are, like, 3000 something dollars. So I obviously wasn't going to fucking buy one. It was like, I can't afford that. I can't even afford the plane ticket to New York. So, like, that's not happening. So Jenny kept saying, we need to get you up here. I'm in a group text with her and another guy, Eddie, from, it's called Martinis with Eddie. And... He is also a Bravo content creator. So they were talking about how they were going to go together and they were both going to BravoCon and they were going to stay. They had a hotel room and she was setting up this event. And she was like, maybe, you know, I want you involved if you can. And she said, Eddie, we've got to get her to New York. And I was like, okay. I said, well, I'm in the deep South and also I'm terrified of flying. So that's not happening. And she was like, well, maybe we can set up this like live stream for you or whatever. And I was like, that would actually be fucking sick. So then I got really excited about that, but Kind of just let the rest fall away. Well, the other day, she texts me and tells me that she's going to buy my plane ticket to get me to come to New York. And I was like, I literally can't let you do that. And she did. (laughs) She did. Um, She covered my plane ticket to New York and she told me that she was going to like, she was like, you know, we need to get you up here. We can fly. I'll make it happen. And I was like, uh, Jenny, there's one thing you should know. I'm 
terrified of flying and I get really bad anxiety not just of that but like traveling by myself I've never traveled by myself and then as she said it we were talking about New York the feeling that came was in my chest and I was just like like starting to hyperventilate I was like I'm getting overwhelmed because I was like okay let's assume I could get to New York what like what do I do when I get there you know I don't and she was like oh well, well I'll walk you through it you know and I got overwhelmed and I started shutting down and she was like it's okay you know we'll take it step by step don't stress about it. So I'm like, okay. So we kind of let it go. Well, then the next day she was like, I'm booking your ticket. She booked it. And instantly I was like, fuck, panic. Like panic. Is this really what I want? Cause I say I want this, but I'm meeting a lot of resistance. I'm giving a lot of resistance because the first thing that popped up in my head was she paid for my ticket for my trip. Uh, what do I owe her? You know? And that's, that's the, programming you know this deep-rooted thing that I feel and that's that's what at the heart of my issues the heart of my resistance to receiving is that I feel like as soon as someone gives me something nice I owe them so we walk through often I'm life coaching her Jenny and I but this time she was actually you know like let's turn the tables let's walk through it like what is the issue what are you feeling right now so I'm like okay what am I feeling what am I feeling hmm well, when you gave me something, it gave me a weird feeling. Okay, so when is the first time I felt that feeling? When is the first time that I felt a resistance to receiving? I couldn't think of anything really specific. And I'm like, okay, well, why? You know, and you just keep digging. Because sometimes you meet blocks and you don't know. Like, you don't always have the answer. You know, sometimes it takes time to come to that revelation or that, you know, epiphany. So I was like, okay, well, normally when something good happens, someone comes and shits on my parade, right? So that's one of the reasons I didn't even want to talk about it until after it happened because I got really nervous. I was like, well, if I speak on it, it's not going to happen, you know? So I got nervous and I was like, well, Jenny, I don't, like, I, I, I share custody with my, you know, ex-husband and the day that you're looking at are like his days. So I have to find sitters, you know, yada, yada, yada. But those are excuses. And I hear it now. Like I heard, I hear myself, but then things didn't seem possible. So every time I would meet that resistance, say, you know, an excuse come up, have an excuse come up, I would say, okay, well, assume that universe is going to take care of it. You know, what, what do you have to do when out? Like, what's, what's the real obstacle? What's the block? Okay. Uh, you need a sitter. Assume the universe takes care of it. What else? You know? And I'm like working through it. So I was like, okay. So I text my husband, ex-husband and said, um, these are the dates for, an event because the t- the ticket was booked, right? She booked the ticket. And then I had this overwhelming fear because uh fear of commitment. Hello. Like I'm terrified to commit. And I don't like committing to plans either. Cause I was like, what if I don't go? And now what if I don't go? Like what if she bought me this ticket? And then the day of, I'm just like, I'm sorry. <laughs> like that post-it that they write on sex and city. I'm sorry. I can't. Don't hate me. You remember the episode where he breaks up with her on a post-it note. That's how I felt like I would just send her a message and be like, I'm really sorry the pressure's too much. Like I can't do it because it's a lot, right? The, the, from her perspective, the big thing is like, yay, she's coming to BravoCon. We're going to meet all these Bravo celebrities. She's got all these people like content creators and the artists that I was manifesting, by the way, like they're all going to be there. Fucking New York city, the Mecca of creative people. Like in my mind, at least like, Oh, just incredible. So I'm meeting 
this resistance and I'm thinking of like, what if I cancel my plans? Like, what if I can't do it? Then she'll be mad at me. Where did that show up? Where's that story coming from? Well, because usually when I have something good happen, a man or a parent or an authority figure will come in and tell me that I can't do it. So now it's not even that I'm releasing resistance. It's that I'm having to deal with the fact that I feel the need at 32 years old, I feel the need to ask permission for me to go on a trip that is completely like paid for because the other half of the story is that I was like, well, if I need to make money quick, I can definitely do it. Like I've done it before. You know, that's my favorite way to do it is just burst of energy, make a bunch of money and then kind of coast the rest of the way. That's um, projector energy, right? Like big burst of energy, relax, 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 burst of energy, relax, relax, relax. So I was like, all right, I'll plan an event. It's a yoga and tarot event. Cause I was like, you know, I'm going to, I got over my pride and was like, I'm going to allow myself to receive one of those things is like asking for help. I, if I feel physically nauseous even thinking about asking for help. But I was like, all right, well, this is it. Like, swallow your pride. Because I think that's what it is. Like, I don't, I don't know what, I still don't know. Like, I still, and I'm, again, I'm hesitating to share some of this stuff. Because, like, these things could change. But I just feel like I need to be open with you guys. And y'all have been here since the beginning, some of you. So, like, I'm just sharing where my head's at. So, I asked Jenny if she could help me with a flyer to plan an event because I'm an event planner. I'm also a yoga teacher. I also have my friend Bibi who owns a crystal shop, the Red Jasper, that she wants me to teach yoga at. So I reached out to her and was like, hey, you know, is there any way that I could host an event at your space? I'm trying to raise money for my New York trip because I want to cover plane tickets, hotels, any of that stuff that I need, right? And also the money that I spend while I'm away because I'm not going to be working. So my mind starts scrambling ways that I can make a bunch of money. And this yoga and tarot event comes up. She says, I'm going to donate the space to you. I'm also going to donate free tarot readings. So I'm like, all right, well, it's a small space. So we can only with limited spots, you know. And then I'm thinking, so I make at just baseline for a yoga teacher is probably $20 an hour, right? And then a tarot reading from BB is $30. So $50 would cover those two things. So you're not getting, it's not a special, it's a fundraiser, right? So I kept thinking, I want to charge these people enough to where I can get enough money, you know, from this space, because there's 10 spots, right? So I'm thinking $500, 50 people like that, or 10 people, $50, that's $500 total. So I'm like, that seems enough. But then that voice in my head comes in and here it is, right? I'm observing it. I'm noticing it. That voice comes slithering back in and it's like, what makes you think that you can find 10 people to give you $50? <laughs> like, what makes you think people are going to come spend $50 on one of your little podunk events that you're not even, like, this is the voice in my head. I'm telling you this is what it sounds like. And it's like that you won't even plan. Like, you're not even going to follow through. So then I start shutting down, right? Because then I'm I'm dealing with a lot. I'm dealing with a trip to New York, which is terrifying because that's a that's a big um event and it's a big ordeal just for me to go there like to be traveling alone to be getting over my fear of flying 
I'm putting all this pressure on the event because there's no telling who I'll meet. And I'm like, well, maybe if I go down there, I'll meet all these people. And then what if my numbers blow up? And that's what takes me off. And they're like, but what if it doesn't? Don't attach to that idea, right? The the end goal is not to get up there, meet a bunch of people, because that's how my brain would see it. Like, that's how it would work is I would go up there. That's how I first saw it. That's the first outcome I attached to. Look at it that way. So just observing your brain. My My brain said... We'll go up there. You'll meet a bunch of people. You'll hand out your business cards, yada, yada, yada. Network, and then your numbers will blow up. And then you'll be done. Like, it's, you know, and then you'll have success and whatever. So then I'm like, well, what if that fucking doesn't happen? Like, that would suck. But immediately after I said, you know, that would suck, I was like, but wait. Like, Bravo is a side quest. And that's what I was saying about Jenny thinking, you know, this is all about BravoCon and all that stuff, which is a great, it's a great story. It's a good story. Don't get me wrong. But from my perspective and for the people, because I was like, yes, Bravo Bitch Fest is the name of my other account. So like for Bravo Bitch Fest, huge. It's going to be amazing, right? Lots of putting myself out there, moving through fear, opening myself to, you know, meet the people I want to meet and even getting to meet these other people that I know from the fucking internet, you know, I don't even know their real names. I know they're like usernames and they're coming there. So I'm like, I get to meet these people. It's actually fucking sick. Like it's really, that's why I said it's like the Mecca of us coming together of like content creators. And she wants to do this annually. So there's the excitement of something new and big happening. And we're at the ground floor of it. Like that's exciting enough. But then if you look at it from my perspective, which the show I'm writing, right? I'm the main character. This story has been going. My story doesn't start with Bravo. My story's been going. And we're reaching the climax on my story, right? On Bitchopedia. Because from my perspective and my friends who are here, they're looking and they're like, holy shit, it's happening. Like, it's happening. She told us she was going to do these things. She said she wanted to go, you know, to New York and it's happening. She said that she wanted to manifest a free trip and it's happening. She busted her ass. Like I've had friends who told me when I reached out for help, they overwhelmingly supported me with even just words of affirmation and saying like, holy shit, it's so inspiring because I see you do it. And it reminds me like, if you can do it, I can do it, which is I like, that's the whole point. That's what I wanted to show people is like, I can do it. And the people who have been there with me and seen it the whole time, you guys included, you can see that like the music is swelling, you know, like this is a big moment for me and getting over the fear of flying, even just getting on the fucking plane is going to be a win, you know, like, There doesn't, I don't have to put any pressure on the event. The event can go terribly and it won't fucking matter because at the end of it, I can come back and be like, you know, get on my recording, get on my phone or my computer in my fucking closet and get in here and talk to all my little friends across the world and be like, bro, I flew on a plane and it was sick and I was scared, but I loved it. Like I loved it, you know, and, or even if I come back and I'm like, oh, I fucking hated it, but I did it. You know, it doesn't matter. Like that's the thing. I'm not attaching to the outcome either way. I know that I'm going to learn something from it. Right. So receiving, right. I asked my friends to help me and I had a friend Victoria, who has been on the podcast before, you know, she was telling me, she was like, there were months that I saw you, like, I'm inspired because I remember when you went three months without a job, like, you hustled, I hustled, I just made money doing whatever, 
And, you know, I joked then to my mom, I was like, I've got a $6,000 credit limit and a mustard seed of fate. So we're just going to see what fucking happens. And it didn't go according to plan. And there were times when it looked dark. And I'm not saying that this is like we're at the end of the journey. It feels very much like the beginning of the journey. But it feels like a season finale. You know what I mean? Like we're leading up to a really good season finale. And I'm excited to see what happens with it. And talking about being in constant communication because I feel very aligned right now. And it doesn't always feel this way. And it, by the way, it doesn't always feel this way throughout my day. Like you teeter back and forth, right? You just try to increase the amount of time that you spend in alignment. So I heard one of the podcasts or something that I follow said, you know, when you see signs, so many signs stringing together to tell a story, that's when you're in alignment. And I was like, holy fuck. That's what happens. Like I see things just one after another after another and they string together a story. But now things are happening like the time between them is so short. I don't have to wait a day. You know, like I'll give you an example because this is why I tell you this story. So I get the plane ticket. Immediate fear, right? I'm going into shutdown mode because I'm like, mm, this is terrifying. I don't want to do this. Like powering off like a fucking robot, right? So I go to bring my kid to school. And I drive up, and you know those letters that they put out in the yards, like the happy birthday letters or whatever that they spell out to make a sign? Well, there's this whole area. As I pull into the school, it says, making dreams come true in 2022. And I was like, wow, there's a literal sign. And then instantly, on my music, I had the music on shuffle, the song, You Can Fly... From Peter Pan comes on and it says, you can fly, you can fly, you can fly. And I have them strung together, those three pictures as a series that says, making dreams come true in 2022. You can fly, you can fly, you can fly. And then the third picture is a screenshot of my plane ticket. And even saying that is just like, fuck man, you know, like my story really is beautiful. It really is. And I'm making all of the steps. Like I, I realized that I was doing a lot in my brain and wanting to heal and things would come up and I would heal them. And it kind of felt like I was getting to the point where I was like, okay, where's more stuff to dig into? And it's not that I ran out of things to heal, obviously. It's just that sometimes we do all of this healing and then it's time to pause and let the abundance flood in. Like take a vacation and just let the blessings come in, just take a breath. And there's still like active steps I'm trying to do, but the active steps that I'm doing look a lot different because I'm no longer working to survive while I write this story. You know, I mean, I still am, but when I think about my next season and what I'm manifesting and I'm visualizing, I don't want to keep doing that forever. You know, I don't want to keep bartending and serving and doing all these things while I go home and write because it it doesn't feel in alignment with me anymore. I think that I'm, I think I'm ready to grow. I think that all the people who've been asking me about teaching yoga, because I always say like, what, that would be a dream. I'm certified to teach yoga. Like I can do it. It's completely reasonable that I could just spend my life breathing and stretching and then going and doing, you know, creative things, writing, podcasting, whatever. And it doesn't matter where the money comes from, but when I'm visualizing what my life looks like, That's what I want it to be. And when I look at being in alignment, my current state and the things that I was doing 
were not going to get me to that space, right? So it's going to take more publishing, more exposure, and releasing the fear of being exposed uh, and dealing with exposure was a huge thing for me, like fear of rejection, uh, fear of exposure, fear of success. Because I remember even Jenny talking to me when I told her I was nervous because she doesn't get it. She's like, what? I fly all the time. It's not a big deal. Like, you're going to do great. You, I can see it. You're the only thing standing in your way. And I can see that too, by the way. But in my head, it doesn't feel that way. You know, objectively, I can take a step back and be like, you're capable. You're the only thing standing in your way. But then your brain comes up with excuses to keep you safe and to keep you small because you're, it thinks that's how it protects you, right? So... I started looking at the steps I was going to have to take and some of those things look like posting every day or posting on different formats, like creating a YouTube channel, right? And it sucks to be at the beginning stages again, just me being honest, like, and that's really how I felt was like, I hate being at stage one. But sometimes you have to because you have to start back. Like next season, we start back at episode one, right? The season four, but it's episode one. We're back at the beginning, but it's not the same season. Like we're still, we've still moved forward, right? So, sorry, I had to look down because my phone was telling me that I'm, I need to make sure I'm not talking too long. It says, keep an eye on the clock. Segment is limited to 60 minutes. So, But I actually remember Jenny telling me, you know, when we booked the flight and did all this stuff, she's like, you know, this is the life you want, right? This is the life you want, right? And when she said it, I really, like, I felt frozen. Like, stopped in my tracks. I was like, is it? It is, right? And I heard the voice of myself battling with this other voice. Of the collective, everyone, but like the voice of my mom telling me this is not what you want because, you know, she's afraid of me being hurt or me, you know, being rejected. She wants to protect me. Like, that's where it comes from, right? Um, But I heard those voices arguing like, this is what you want and this isn't what you want. Because my whole life, my whole life, not just by her, but by everyone, people have always told me what I want. And I guarantee people are probably telling you what you want. Start noticing. Start noticing how many times someone says, oh, that's not what you want. I'm like, how do you know? What makes you qualified to tell me what I fucking want is how I feel about it. Just in general with everyone. Because people, I've, I've, I started noticing how often people push their opinions on you. And it comes down to Everything I say, I want a big house. They're like, "Oh, you don't want a big house. You, it's it takes so much work to clean." Um, oh, I want to, you know, be an influencer. Oh, well, influencers, you know, that's just not a stable, you know, and whatever it is, whatever the story is that they're telling you, I started hearing those voices, and I really had to ask myself, like, is this what you want? And that's again part of the resistance I was feeling was in my in my words. I'm saying I want this, but in my brain, my brain doesn't even really know if I do because it is scary. Like real talk. I'm watching one of the women from Real Housewives of Beverly Hills has a 14 year old son. 
This is the big scandal right now. If you don't keep up with Bravo, this is all you need to know. This woman, Garcelle, she's on Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. She's got these, like, enemies, you know, quote-unquote enemies, opponents on the show. These other women, these other housewives, who have allegedly hired bots, like, internet bots, to bully her 14-year-old son. Someone did it. There were bots who did it. These bots were attacking her 14-year-old son, like, online. They were saying all these things about, like, going to oof himself. Um... Telling him, like, horrible racist things. Horrible, disgusting things. And the kid's 14 years old. And he didn't do shit. Like, he didn't do shit to sign up for this. His mom did it. And putting your kid at risk like that because of your exposure, that's fucking terrifying. I have a son. Like, I want to do anything that I can to protect him. And thinking that the decisions that I made would have an effect on him, a negative effect on him, is fucking terrifying so I've had to really think about that that's been a consistent thing since day one of you know is this what you want because I've seen what fame does to a family firsthand like Britney Britney Spears reached the most fame probably of anyone in this world I mean she's definitely top five most famous people of all time would you agree you know but she Went to my school, like her sister. I grew up with her sister. And I saw firsthand what it feels like to be a family member of someone who's super fucking famous. And the things that the family members dealt with. Like I didn't get to see Britney firsthand and what she was dealing with. But I did see what her family went through. And you still see what her family's going through. You don't think I've got a little bit of resistance? You don't think I've got a little bit of fear? And this is obviously, I mean, everyone doesn't want to go to Hollywood. Like, all of the people who are listening out there are not, that's not their thing. They don't all want to do, you know. But think about it in your life. Like, think about that story of whatever it is that you want. Think about the people who told you that you didn't want it. Separate their voices in your head. You don't want it, or they don't want you to want it. Or they don't understand it. So they tell you you don't want it. What is it? What's the voice? What does it look like? What does it sound like? Like Gabby Bernstein says, give it a gender. Give it an identity. Name the feeling. And then sit in it. And say, okay, this is what it feels like. I had to do it. Fear. Alright, this is what fear of commitment looks like. This sucks. And just sit in it. I feel it in my chest. I feel it in my stomach. I feel it in the center my breastbone. I feel it in my neck. I feel it in my jaw. It feels heavy. It's a gray blanket. A weighted blanket. Um, it feels like pressure on my chest. Like something heavy is sitting on my chest. These are just examples of what it could be. You know, looking through your feeling. But it can also be fun things, right? It feels like I'm being wrapped in a warm, fuzzy blanket. With a cup of coffee or a cup of tea, nice hot cocoa, my warm beverage, and it's raining outside. I'm closing my eyes and visualizing you. It feels like the mornings when I was sick and I would stay at home watching The Price is Right. You know that feeling when like everyone else is at school and you know that you're not at school? That sick feeling. Not that I mean sick like sick, but yeah, when you're sick, you know, that was always one of my favorite times. Think about it. Like, just think about it. When's the last time I felt this way? Hmm. 
what is this? Because one other thing that I realized and heard was fear and excitement feel very similar. And Tony Robbins, actually, I can't remember exactly the people who he was saying. And I I could be misquoting. I don't know. I remember there was a female, I think it was Stevie Nicks, and then maybe the lead singer of Journey. Either way, female and male will say the female because she was afraid. She said she gets anxiety every time she goes on stage. She'll feel this tightness in her chest. And she feels this, you know, she describes the feeling. There's buzzing. Her skin starts tingling. She freaks out. She can't go on. And then the male, the lead singer of whoever it was, Journey or whoever it was, was like, every time before I walk out on stage, I get so excited. And I feel this feeling in my chest, this buzzing in my skin, this tingling on my skin. And he's describing it the exact same way, right? So they are two different feelings, but they do feel very similar. And sometimes we can mistake one for the other. So when I kept thinking like, oh, I'm terrified to go to New York, I was like, what if you're just excited? And what would it feel like to just allow yourself to be excited rather than thinking about every single thing that could happen, every single thing that could go wrong, you know, worrying that if you talk about it and it doesn't happen, like what, what's going to happen? You'd be sad. You'd be okay. You know, like if it doesn't happen, I would just have to come to you guys and tell you like, oh, well, this is what fucking happened. I didn't get to go. You know, that sucks, but whatever. Like, you know, whatever. It's just not being stressed out that things aren't going to work out and not being afraid. Like, I don't know why. I get this feeling of like egg on my face that I would have to come to y'all. Like shame. I mean, that's really what it is, right? Shame of coming to you guys and being like, I'm sorry. Because I'm afraid, like, I'm afraid to talk about my things because what if my things don't come true? I don't want y'all to lose hope. You know, I don't, I, I get nervous talking about my manifestations with my kid. Cause like, what if I talk about it and then he does it and it doesn't happen and then he stops believing, you know, like what, or what if I tell him like, have faith, have faith, have faith. And then it doesn't work out. Then what? Like, then what do I tell my kid? And those are all just doubts. Like it's all, it's, it, it's just doubts, fear-based mindset. And that's okay. Like I'm allowing myself to have those feelings. That would suck. It would suck. It would suck to get really excited and finally allow myself to receive and then it not work out. But, you know, I could just plan another trip (laughs) or do something else. Or maybe, and here's a crazy thought, maybe nothing goes wrong and you go on the plane and you get to New York, and you meet a lot of amazing people, and you just enjoy being in fucking New York City for three days, check it off your list, and then move on to the next thing, you know, because who fucking knows, who knows, even if I don't gain a single follower, which statistically speaking, isn't gonna fucking happen, you know, and I started thinking like, okay, well, if I was like, all right, so Notice that, right? The numbers are important to you. Um, or that, you know, if you want to feel exposed. So, yeah, let's say you want growth. That's one of the things. Not that necessarily the numbers are important to you. But growth is one of the outcomes you want to experience from this, right? How would you do that? Well, spreading the word. You're going to be around a lot of fucking people. So, what's a really good way to capitalize on that? Um, business cards. Duh, that's an easy way, right? Just print a shit ton of business cards. And hand them out like crazy. Just spam the city of New York City with your fucking name. Get it everywhere. 
Get it everywhere. And by the way, if you're in New York, what's good, baby? I'm coming to you. I'm so, I really am so excited. And I was telling Jenny, like, talking about the Bravo stuff, we're going to stream. And I, I got on Twitter. And some of you people might be, you know, it might be both. You might be some of those people who are into Bravo and into the podcast. And you're like, yes, I'm going to watch it from both sides. It's going to be really exciting. But if you're watching from the Bravo side, it's dope. I'm going to be live streaming. You'll get, you know, insider information. But then if you're watching from the point of view that cares about my personal growth, um, you know, my personal story, just my journey, then this is a really, really beautiful part of my story. I don't even want to say, I was going to say a series, or excuse me, a season finale. God, hopefully not a series finale. (laughs) Please, fuck. I'm still really scared about the flying, okay? But, um, you know, but instead of thinking it as a season finale, it might not be. Like, this might not be, you know, I don't know where it ends. But giving yourself that freedom to say, I don't know where it ends. And surrendering that you don't know where it ends. I don't know what it looks like. I don't know what it looks like. You know, the movie hasn't written itself yet. But one of the other things, I I wasn't even sure if I was going to say this. Because, honestly... I don't know. Honestly, honestly, it feels gross to me. But accepting feels gross to me. <laughs> you know, receiving feels gross to me. I don't know why. I'm working on it. But I wanted to say this because I wanted to open it up. I made, when I made my flyer, I was talking about the event. I only have 10 spaces. And obviously, some of you aren't even on the same fucking continent as me. So some of you won't be able to attend the event. But I'm thinking of ways maybe to live stream. I'm not sure if I'm going to be able to. But I was thinking of ways um, to allow people who are not there to support me. And one of those ways, I set up a cash app for, I put quote-unquote donations. You know, if you want to make a donation to the trip funds, I'm opening myself up to that. So, if you do want to, and there's no pressure to do it, and there's no amount of money that I want you guys to send or don't send, like, I'm just putting it out there because... I don't know. I feel like I have to accept the help and open myself up to this. You know, it's risking being seen and risking um, being in a vulnerable spot to receive. And receiving shouldn't be this hard. (laughs) I know that. Right. But I set up a cash app. It's, you know, the dollar sign um, cash app for your tag is Bravo Bitch Fest. So, have cash app and want to send anything you can send it to bravo bitch fest and i'm thanking you guys ahead of time even if all you're sending is love and good energy and if you're taking this and putting it into your life like that's truly thanks enough but um manifesting money and realizing that money is just energy so it's the same energy to some people you know, giving money is just as easy as sending energy. So I'm trying to open myself up to that and trying to open myself to receiving. Um, And I will keep you guys updated, of course, obviously on my whole journey. But I just want to check in and tell you because that's kind of what's going on in my life right now. And I'm doing a lot of stuff to prepare because I'm leaving. I think my flight's October 12th and October 13th is the event. So then I'll fly back on the 14th, maybe. (laughs) Who knows? Maybe I'll just stay up there, you know, another week or something. Who <laughs> literally who knows? But um so I have to get 
a lot of stuff done, uh, taking a lot of physical steps as well, right? So I've been working full time, but I've also been trying to build up stuff to get ready for that event. So the times that um, I've wanted to record, I haven't really been sure if I wanted to release it. And I was kind of waiting to get to a point where I could talk about it, where I felt comfortable talking about it. And I mean, I wouldn't say necessarily that I feel 100% comfortable, but you know, being uncomfortable, having uncomfortable conversations, that's, it's okay to not be comfortable when you talk about things, right? And building my YouTube, if you do want to go follow me and support me in that way, you can also go follow me on YouTube, Bravo Bitch Fest on YouTube. Um, I'm going to have another, I'll probably set up because I, I'm trying to keep them separate and not even in a bad way because, you know, you've heard me struggle with like, I don't want to be in a box, but algorithm wise, it's just easier. Some people, you know, you have two different shows, you don't mix them together. You have two different shows. So Bitchipedia and Bravo Bitch Fest are separate. They both come from me, which is the same, but they are separate. So if you want to support Bravo Bitch Fest, you can go follow me on YouTube. I've got some things on that channel. I may evolve that channel into something different, or I may start an entirely new podcast um, YouTube. It's probably, I mean, long-term, that's what I'm going to do, I think. So starting that YouTube and posting videos of the podcast. So not just audio, but also having videos. Um, and I'll probably, I want to create that so that I'll be able to keep all of like the New York trip and things like that. If I document it, which I, like I want to, you know, I'll, I always have the best intentions, but who knows how much I'll even have time to document. I want to at least do little snippets along the way. So any documentation that I'm doing, I will try to put on YouTube. If not on the separate channel, I'll put it on Bravo Bitch Fest. Um, or I'll talk about it on here. Somehow I'm going to get the message out, but I've got lots of different channels, lots of different mediums to get, um, my story out on and I will 100% keep you guys updated. I am leaning into it and I encourage you to do the same, to release. Oh my God, wait, vision board, Bethany Frankel, Bethany Frankel liked one of my TikToks. I just looked at my note and realized I never got back to that. She liked one of my TikToks and this is the funniest fucking thing, right? So I posted this video. I made a video. It was a life hack. And then when I was watching Real Housewives of Beverly Hills, they were talking about something and I was like, oh my God, I made a fucking life hack for this the other day. So I posted it on my TikTok and it was a video about how to cook corn. (laughs) It was how to cook corn because I was watching Real Housewives of Beverly Hills and they started arguing about how long it would take to cook corn. So it's funny. I just made the video. So I stitched them together and was like, yo, this is how you fucking make corn. And you just put the whole husk in the microwave, whole bitch, three and a half minutes, pull it out, cut the end off, squeeze the top so like all the hair comes out. You can watch the video. It's actually one of my favorite fucking life hacks. I've been doing it for like 10 years you'll never go back to cooking corn any other way. And corn is really having its moment right now. Like it's popping up everywhere in my life. The algorithm knows that I like corn now and it's just showing up everywhere. So I stitched that video and I didn't tag Bethany. Nothing. I don't know how I got on her FYP, but I'm on it because then she liked the video and talking about visualizing it and being so used to it that you don't, um, you're not surprised when it happens. When she popped up on my TikTok, it was this moment of gratitude, obviously, and my heart was, like, swelling because I've looked at her name every day that I'm recording. I'm looking at right now. Bethany Frankel's up there, you know. Their names are up there. And 
it happened. Like she just popped into my life with no, it's just a little thing. It's just a little taste. And rather than being upset of like, well, she's a podcast guest manifestation. She's on my podcast. Like, bitch, she popped, her name popped up. She is in your realm. She is on your FYP. You're on her FYP. She liked your video. You're in the algorithm. It's done. You know, like release that resistance and allow yourself to be happy when you see those little things. Don't get upset that it's not your big manifestation. Think of it as a universe showing you tiny little signs like, yes, you're doing the right thing. Here's a little taste of it. Keep going. So that's what I'm doing. I am going to keep going and I'm going to keep pushing through because honestly, I'm invested in the story. I want to know how it turns out. I don't know if you guys do, but even if no one else wants to know, like I'm hooked, you know, the story of my life, I'm hooked and I want to know what's going to come of it. And I can't allow myself to write the ending because the universe is going to do such a better job of that. Um, so yeah, I will keep you updated and I'm going to try to keep this post as much as I can, but I'm kind of spreading myself thin on all social media accounts, trying to get them set up so that when I do go to New York, I'll be able to have all those things on file and I'll have somewhere to put the content that I have and something to give people, you know, tangible things to give people. So that's what I'm working on. Um, there's only so much time in the day, but I want you guys to stay updated. And again, whatever I don't share along the way, I'll definitely share after I'm going to be taking videos and notes and doing all the things. So I encourage you today, find one thing that you're resisting and just ask yourself what happens if you release the resistance, release the control, release the attachment to the outcome and just surrender and see what happens. And if you guys do it, tell me about it. Like, tell me your story. I want to hear. I want to, I want to know. I know I'm not the only one going through all these things and I love feedback and I encourage you, like I want feedback from all of you guys as well. So if you don't follow me on TikTok, you can follow me at Bravo Bitch Fest. Um, same thing on Twitter. The name may change, but for now, that's where you can find me. And I will keep you guys updated, okay? I hope you guys enjoyed today's episode. Thank you so much for listening, and I'll talk to you all soon. Bye.